Nappers just spent six hundred quid in one day, didn't you, Nappers? Yeah, I spent six hundred quid on Christmas presents. Yeah, six hundred pounds. Yeah, just on deal up. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I think so... the purple suits you, mate. Yeah, is it yeah, purple, purple or is it velvet? Purple. purple. It's purple. Yeah, purple. P- pink to make the ladies wink, mate. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, two percent of my audience are females. We learnt last night. There we are. Welcome aboard. You're listening to that League One podcast. Hello, welcome back to that League One podcast. Oh, straight in. Straight in, absolutely. A good weekend of football for some of us, not for not for a lot of us. Tom, I don't, you know, I had a Saturday off. I think we actually had a Saturday off from 4 0 written all over, so we're all a winner. Boys, <laughs> how are we doing? Wardy, not the best of starts to Desi's kind of first three games. You've not scored a goal in the league. You know, you've won in a couple of cup competitions. No goals. Alarmed or. Yeah. Uh... I'm not, not a lot, pretty down in the dumps. I, I wouldn't say we're uh, alarmed is, is maybe a little bit too far. Um, yeah, no, it's been a pretty difficult start. Yesterday was quite sobering. I, I thought we were second best for the entire game. But maybe a little... I mean, we won't get to detail on, on the game itself. We'll come on to that later. Yeah, we, we were second best comfortably. We There, there were patches of and glimpses of... We might be onto something here, but ultimately Peterborough were, were much better and they took their chances. I was really impressed by them. Uh, it doesn't take anything away from the fact I thought we were, were really bad. And like you say, they're one point from a possible nine in, uh, nine points in the league for Des Buckingham. Uh, it's it's not good and, and no goals in, in that time either. It's it's not pretty. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, we always thought it'd be quite a transitional start. It's been a tough one, I'll be honest. Yeah, absolutely. I like the way you say sobering when you're the complete opposite of that this morning. <laughs> um, uh, Tom, again, a nice Saturday off for you. Obviously, yes, you were the only team in League One to obviously have a game against Northampton last week. Um, again, a great video over there. And also, by the way, Wardy and Tom produced a fantastic 40, 45-minute video on all things League One. So go and check that out. It was the longest 45 minutes of my life until I watched Fleetwood these last few weeks, and that, that just overtook it. So, again, go and check that out. Tom, how, how was your spare Saturday, mate? Lovely, thank you. Yes, I had a little bit more time in my hands, actually, which is quite nice. I don't normally have uh, Saturdays where I've got, just, like, things. I, could, I just sort of sat and watched the football, which was quite nice from home. Um, Nappers, can I jump straight in with with the shout-out? Because we um, it, it's kind of related to the fact that I did have a, a free Saturday. And as a result of having not a lot going on in the evening, I'd normally be busy sort of editing or doing whatever. Um, I rang each of my fellow presenters yesterday evening that are on this call. Um, it was, uh, like I say, see how they are, see how all the days went, because I had a little bit more time to just sort of chill out i rang jack ward and to be fair i did get an answer but it was some random bloke pretending to be jack ward so that was a rather brief exchange um nappers faced tommy back he he said that he would try and bring me back and he did which is nice of him um we had a helpful youtube chat didn't we ben which was nice um jakey boy joined us on the call as well which is great fun and our shout out this week is for someone who was within earshot of that very call someone who was very kindly and diligently organised our TLOP Secret Santa this year, which we're all oh. very very excited to reveal next week to you all. So a big thank you to Sophie, also known as Mrs. Channel 72, for her kind organisation. So a big round of applause for Sophie. Well, Sophie. Sophie. She Santa. can't be known as that. That's absolutely fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mrs. Channel 72. Mrs. Nobody. Mrs. He's hardly never uploads. He's, he's hardly Mr. Channel 72. How can she be Mrs.? <laughs> it has been delayed more than HS2, this Channel 72 so, thing. I, I, I do worry about next year's Secret Santa when Sophie actually realises that Jake's not all it means to be and cracks up to be and eventually leaves him. But after that, we should be fine. <laughs> Jake, how are we, mate? You went to Wigan yesterday. I absolutely... You know, we all dream about going to Wigan in December. Mm. I'd yep. say it's a decent battling point, mm. but I still think, in my opinion, there's still some of these games where you're getting points where there's opportunities to win games, and it's the downfall why you're kind of in the top 12, or you're not in the top six. There's opportunities to really, you know, probably only get another three wins in the draws that you've had, and then things will be totally different. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, yeah, no, it's it was a waste of a day, Ben. To be honest, I I literally spent my entire time driving on a on the M62 that had so much surface water on it, it would equivalent one of the if you were sat in the front. Like you know, we all have that teacher at secondary school where you didn't want to sit in the front row because you would get a shower. Did anyone ever have that? <laughs> we had a German teacher called Mister Claire who would do Sprechen Deutsch. Um. Sorry, I've just ruined my mic there. I'm sorry, headphone listeners. I should have given you a warning there. But um, yeah, it, it felt like driving along. It was like sitting in the front row of my German class from year seven to year nine, um, driving on the M62. But um, it was a waste of a day, mate. No goals, no one point. It was pretty shit. Did keeper pick it up? Hey? Did someone pick it up when they shouldn't have done? Uh, no, it came off my car, mate. It wasn't a bat pass. It wasn't a bat pass, but um, sure? Wigan, Wigan have probably should have, could have won it. Actually, there was an incident with the goalkeeper that perhaps was favourable for Lincoln, but um, you know it was one of them. I agree. If we wanted to get in the playoffs, we should have won yesterday, but we didn't. So, no playoffs for us. Come on. <laughs> And also, if you want to come and see our beautiful faces, all four of us, we've got 34 patrons now. We are on the quest to try and get to 50. We've also got some exciting content for you next year. And obviously, you've had the extra extras as well. And this is the first time I've hosted in seven weeks. But again, you can come over to Patreon where you will get an episode um, every week at the moment, pretty much. Bar last week was the first time we've not uploaded this season. So again, it's consistent over there. You get extra stuff. So much to do. And also, some absolute unique content only for the patrons over there as well. £3.54, $4.20 a month over there. So come and join us and uh, help us out a little bit this Christmas. Again, we're doing a bit of a match of the day style. Again, 11 games to go through. Then we'll also have Wardy's favourite section of the mm-hmm. show. And we'll also go into Jake's favourite section where we go through the uh, the results of last week's goals. We all sent our goal scores and goal predictions um, into Jake over the WhatsApp messages this week. We're going to start off, though, with um, Peterborough 3, Oxford 0. <laughs> this Peterborough side have only lost one now in 14 games. And all credit to them, they look an absolute different animal. They scored 40 goals, the most in the division. They've got goals from everywhere, your Pokus, your Randells, Mason Clarks, Jones, who again was excellent yesterday. Three goals to assist in his last four games now for, uh, for him as well. Cipriano again. 
fourth goal of the season. Another clean sheet for Posh. They've got the best home form in the division as well. Um, won eight of those kind of last 14 games as well. Picked up 29 points in the process. They've beaten some really good teams in there. You know, you win away at you know uh, Blackpool, you know, the edge past Port Vale as well. You're in the middle of that run as well. And since that Derby defeat where they lost 4-2, that seems a million miles away. And, you know... Um, the manager there and the staff there are doing a really good job, Darren Ferguson. So full credit to Posh for Oxford. Three games without scoring. They have played Bolton and Peterborough. And Cheltenham, obviously, it was a bit of a dodgy game. and We all know that. Um, again, they are still creating a few chances. 13 shots on target in the three games since new management have come in. 1.14 expected goals in the combined last two games um, as well. Fourth away defeat of the season for Oxford. They haven't drawn away yet this season. They've won six, lost four as well. So maybe a draw is coming. But for Peterborough, they just keep scoring goals. They're probably the most, you know, attack-heavy side in the division. They've actually scored uh, the most goals in the EFL in the 21st century as well. You're absolutely used to it down there, you know, with your Boyd, your Dwight Gales, your Ivan Tonys, um, you know, of this world, and, you know, you know, you know, Clark Harris as well. We can't even get a game at the moment. Brilliant result for Posh. For Oxford, not so well. Wardy, from the outside, obviously being an Oxford fan, what was it, what was it like yesterday? Was it, was it as bad as it looked? Yeah. Yeah, as it was, it was, it was, <laughs> It was as bad as it scoreline suggests. I thought we were. I thought to be fair, I'm, I'm fed up of having to like on the radio. You can't say we were shit, mate. We were really. <laughs> How hard. did the radio go, by the way? Good. I mean, it was difficult not to. Can we listen back? Yeah, go and find out. BBC Sounds um, wasn't at the game. Go check it out. They were on the radio this week, weren't we? Um, well, I don't know. some I of it. You were all on the BBC. I was on the local stuff. But yeah, we we take that. Yeah, well, on there, you, you know, you have to... And also, mm. you're straight after the games. So you're a little bit more careful with, with what you say and how you put it, and, and you have to be quite pragmatic. And, and sometimes, I think, you know, there's obviously the calling aspect of that show as well. And, you know, some of the um, older fans, should I say, or, or people with a, bit, yeah, a few more stronger opinions, slightly more rash with their perspectives, maybe sort of go in a little bit heavy on things. Um, I'm not that type of person. I'll be honest, I, I thought we were we weren't very good. I thought we were pretty shit for the majority of it. I thought the first half in particular was embarrassing. Um, I thought we were second best for the, for the, for the whole of that second half of the first sort of five minutes, 10 minutes. I thought we sort of came into the game a little bit. The problem was that the damage was done in the, in the first half. You know, we had a huge mountain to climb Peterborough, like you say, a, a very good team. Um, their front four is rapid. Their front four is absolutely rapid. And we did know that. But until you play them, you, you don't quite realise just how effective they can be on the break. And when you sort of soak up, um, try and soak up pressure and, and try and dominate the ball like we're trying to do, if you do get caught out, you're, you're going to get done. Um, and, and we, you know, we, we try to keep hold of the ball. We try to keep sort of the almost the philosophy and the principles that, that Des Buckingham and Liam Manning has, has tried to create with this team, and that is have ultimate control of games at times. Uh, but but the bottom line is, you know, we couldn't do that. And if we did, you, you know, you've you've got to be more effective with it um, because we weren't effective with it. And then we got caught out um, by Pocky, um, Ricky J. Jones, immense. Uh, Mason Clark has been great this season and he was lively again yesterday. So, yeah, um, yeah, we, we we got beaten fair and square, mate. There, there's no no arguments for me. We've got to be better. We, we set some pretty good standards already this season, um, but we fell sort of well below that yesterday. Absolutely. And Peterborough, highest scoring team in the division. So good to watch. 
Then you played Fleetwood next week. We've got sixteen in five. I can't wait, boys. Is it at home or away? Where is happening? Fleetwood won. Peter, no, it's not. It's not going to happen. I can tell you that now. Jake, obviously, I want to bring you in on this. Obviously, I know you from your Lincoln, you know, perspective. You've never been a big fan of Peterborough. Do you think there's some? Can I said a couple of weeks ago, this Peterborough side were a different animal. I've always compared them to the Tottenham. Of League One, where it's always nearly been. They've always had a, you know, this front four is a bit like Tottenham were five years ago, where you Deli Alley, Christian Eriksen, Son, Kane. The, they called that front four desk, didn't they? And that front four of Poku, Randall, Mason Clark, Jones, you're not adding in your Adja boys, you're not adding Clark, you know, your, your De Havilland's, your, you know, your Clark Harris's, you know, these types of you know, good players. And you can even go deeper down into the team as well, your Kipriano's, your Collins. Is there something different going on at Posh? Because we've always said when it looks good for Posh, the, like like now it looks good. But they've even winning in ugly moments, like the win away at Port Vale is a prime example where it was an awful goal. How it went in, I don't know, but they won 1-0. You know, they're the finding a way to win. And by the way, the pitch at London Road is horrifically bad as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Tottenham have got a pretty decent attack with a former City <laughs> boy in there now, doing pretty well. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, uh, I th- I don't know. Peterborough's difficult because at the start of the season, obviously, they had a lot of financial troubles, didn't they? And they, they didn't know whether they were going to get rid of Clark Harris and Ronnie Edwards was rumoured to be off to Palace and Bournemouth and, and Newcastle. But the players that they brought in, you know, the young lads that they've brought in, uh, Billa Kapic in goal, Archie Collins, Kipriano's come to the fore this year, so has Randall. Um, he's probably been their best player, um, this season. I, I think they have been fantastic and Wardy saw the best of them yesterday. We saw the best of them the other week. They, I wouldn't say they're a mentality monster just yet because um, they've got January to negate and, and that's going to be very difficult for them because they will lose Clark Harris. It is likely that someone will come in for Ronnie Edwards. You know, how many England under-21 internationals are playing, you know, outfielders? We see, we've seen under-21 goalkeepers and under-age group goalkeepers like Beadle, Rushworth, Trafford play at this level before. But how many under-21 outfield players do you see end up in League One? Um, he will get snapped up by a Premier League club. Uh, and it will be interesting to see if Posh can negotiate a deal to get him back for the rest of the season. Um, if they can do that, then I don't see why they can't be a challenger for those top two. If they lose Ronnie Edwards and they lose Clark Harris, um, then you have to sort of mitigate perhaps they might fall off a little bit because that defensive solidity won't be there. And, you know, we've, we've said with Posh, they always score goals, but they can always concede as well. And if they take Ronnie Edwards out of that bat four, I think they they might start shipping a couple. So they'll have to spend the money wisely. But I, I think you have to include Peterborough in that, in that top two conversation. You know, they are currently above Oxford in the league, who we are still considering as part of the top two conversation. I think that would, would only be fair to consider Oxford there. Peterborough above them in the table. Um, they've got uh, some, some good games coming up to get some points over the festive period starting next week. And, you know, if they can pick up, you know, six or, or nine from the next 12, then I think you, you, you've got to put them up there and a potential a potential title winner, maybe. I think Oxford have got, I think we've got a bunch of Oxford's next couple of games, by the way. I think we've had the, the first three, Cheltenham away, Bolton and Peterborough. Look, the perform- I'm not making the- I'm not going to make excuses. The-, the performances in in two of those were unacceptable. Cheltenham and yesterday were, were well below par. Bolton is obviously a, a really difficult challenge, um, and we you know we-, we came through that just about first half. We were 
we were better than them. Second half, they were better than us and, and probably felt as if you know, a point in the end was, was fair. They might argue otherwise. But the next group of games are massive for Oxford. If we want to be, if we want to continue in that conversation for, I, I, I don't see us get top two. We're probably seeing that conversation, but I just, I simply don't see it. Um, but if we do want to remain involved with any type of promotion conversation, which might sound dramatic, but you know, teams like Derby, we were chatting shit about them a couple of weeks ago, then out above us, you know, so you've got to, we, this out, this is how open this league is. It's amazing how a good run can sort of completely um, shift your perspective and put different teams in the mix. We've got Reading away on Tuesday. We've got Burton at home the week after that. We've then got Northampton away. We've then got Cambridge at home, right? Those next four games are absolutely massive. Northampton, mm. Cambridge, Burton and Reading. Look, you'll be those back up there have, by Boxing Day. I think those teams have those teams have got to be, and I, you know, they, they can beat us. And any team in this in this league is going to can beat Oxford United. We've already lost to Cambridge this season, and you know we, we've be, been beaten by I think up until yesterday every team that we've been beaten by this season are now 16th or below. So look, you know, any team can can beat us. Yesterday was our first really humbling defeat against the side that we thought would be up there. I didn't actually think we'd win yesterday. Um, I, I thought it'd probably be a, a draw would have been a good result. In the end, it was far from that. But these next games are massive rocks, and we've got to group them together. And if we want to be in a position and, and still be sort of in the mix of that chat, um, we've got to show a little bit of balls about us and, and approach those games and go, right, we're going to take these teams to the sword. If we go there a little bit flat-footed, we go there sort of, a, you know, with our sort of tail between our legs, we, we, you know, we could be well out of this chat by Christmas, which when you look at the start of the season, that would be unheard of, really. Uh, yeah, bang on. We're going to move on to Reading 1, Barnsley 3 now. Now, Barnsley are a side that, again, people are not slagging off, but kind of going, well, is Neil Collins doing a good job? Have Barnsley improved? Well, they're better off than they were last season. They're also only two points off Oxford, which, you know, when you look at it, you're four points off Peterborough, five points you're off Stevenage, and off Stevenage, you played two games less. So, again, I kind of think with Barnsley, that they are gradually getting points on the ball when you need to. And, and that away from over two points a game has been crucial. They had to come from behind yesterday, Tom. Devante Cole scored what is it, you know, his 12th goal of the season, but only his third in his last nine. So the goals have slowed up for him a little bit. But it was an absolute pearler of a strike as he went away at Reading and won by three goals to one. Yeah, spot on, Nappers. It was the earliest goal of the day on Saturday. Came from Reading. Harvey Nibs opening the proceedings on the end of a really well-worked set-piece from the home side, which, again, comes alongside a series of tennis ball throwings onto the pitch. I don't know whether now would be the time to sort of discuss it and hash it out, but I... I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like you can maybe demonstrate your anger in different ways and throwing tennis balls on the pitch and being as disruptive as that. But I suppose, you know, you've got to go to extremes when the situation is, is as dire as it is. Um, here we go. I'm ready for the faces and Patreon viewers. We're all ready for this. Reading gave Barnsley a helping hand back into the game. <laughs> handball, penalty, oh, helping yeah. hand. Yeah, that's good, right? Yeah. Yep, here all week, boys. Um, Hobie Kane, very comfortable <laughs> past David Button from the spot. <laughs> With 10 to go, Ben's mentioned it. Devante Cole stepping up and booting one from outside the box. A definite goal contender there. Uh, followed up by Max Waters making sure just before the 90 was up. Only Pompey and Stevenage have better away records than Barnsley in League One this season. Reading remain five points from safety at the bottom with no sign of an improvement on the ownership front either, Benjamin. Oh, good. Pretty good this year, mate. Away from home, are they? Sorry? Just about. Won't be a good away from home, are they? Didn't didn't know that. Yeah, a bit half decent. Yeah. 
So, again, moving on to Leighton Orient nil, Derby 3. Wardy with you for this one. Last four games, Derby scored nine, conceded one, four wins on the bounce, now above Oxford. You know, 19 games played, 36 points, only three points off Bolton. I know they played one more. Six behind Porter have played the same amount of games. This Derby side slowly getting better, slowly scoring goals, slowly seeing what Paul Warren is doing. Paul Warren's slow starts, you know, coming good just before Christmas, going on a run. Is it going to yeah. happen? I think it's actually, I think it's five league wins on, on the bounce. Um, I think you know, they've won a few cup games in there, but you look at their league form, it's been it's been phenomenal. Um, yeah, they're, they're proving, I mean, that's they're proving us wrong. Yeah, I mean, five, Jake, sorry. Jake, um, put his neck on the line a little bit at the start of the season about about Paul Warren and, and Derby County and but look I didn't we did I you know, we were a little bit spectacle of it when it did start slowly but we always also said this Derby team but most importantly Paul Warren in previous years in other football clubs especially at Rotherham in League One they're not afraid to hit a uh, hit a really good run of form and they're not afraid to sort of really get going out of nowhere and before you know it they're in a really really competitive position I mean Derby County are now on 36 points um they're six points off the top of the table. I mean, I mean that's uh, that's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, of course, there's teams with with a game in hand. I know Bolton got a game in hand, but that's about it. They played 19 games. In fact, they've got two games in hand on Stevenage, and they've got a game in hand on Peter. But they win their game in hand, they're up until up up to fourth. So they're they're well and truly in in the mix, and a really good run of form where teams have been quite patchy. You know, Oxford have been really patchy. Barnsley, the last two games have been good. Before then, they've been pretty up and down. Um, you know, the teams are going to take advantage of teams that haven't quite or aren't in the same vein of form as they are. And, and they're in a really, really good place right now. They're beating uh, teams in, in different styles. I thought yesterday against Leighton Orient, they were they were far better uh, than Orient. Sometimes, you know, 3-0 away from home uh, for Derby County in particular can be you know, slightly slightly misleading. They play a very different way. But I, I thought, to be honest with you, they were comfortably better than Leighton Orient. It wasn't a case of three clinical goals and, and Leighton Orient missed a lot of chances. Two very different styles, two very contrasting styles, but ultimately that the Derby County away from home, um, just phenomenal uh, you know, setup that, that Paul Warren puts together. Um, you know, worked an absolute treat. They were they were much better um, than Richie Wellens' side. And you look at the chances. There's a few sort of defensive errors in there, but ultimately they look great in terms of hitting them on the counter attack with Mendes Lang for that. It was the second goal and the third goal. Um, they've got a, a really really good balance of, of ways of, and beating teams. And to be fair. Right now, Derby keep using that word, but you sort of struggle to see where they where the next going to come unstuck because they played lots of different type of opposition and they've sort of been finding all of them. So yeah, and, and it's Paul Warren as well. And you know we can talk about slow starts, but you hit hit a run of form like they are now, they're going to be hard to catch, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And you talk about slow starts. Charlton were one of those teams that had a slow start yesterday. Again, a poor first half from the Addicts. No shots on target in that game against Cambridge. New manager for Cambridge, which we'll come to in just a minute. But again, Alfie May scoring his 15th goal of the season. 0.83, you know, goals per game this season, which is you know an incredible stat from an incredible goal scorer at this level as well. Campbell getting a goal um, as well. But again, an unbelievable kind of last nine, ten minutes at the Valley. Gaston had me scored on 87 minutes, a nice little header. 
and all the composure of the world to take away a penalty. Jack Lancaster won it, a nice Maisie run into the box, and Gasson puts this one home. No Penenka this week, no problem. As Cambridge come away with a vital point at the Valley, it's another disappointment day for Charlton, who concede again. They have still won five games of 13 under Michael Apton, only lost two. And again, that's again one of those games against yours truly against Lincoln. So I know Jakey will be smiling. Jake, obviously, Charlton, as for as well as these done under Michael Appleton, again, there's still these types of games where they're not getting over the line. Mm. Going on to Cambridge, who again got a great win in the cup last week. Mark Bonner was sacked. We've now seen, mm-hmm. by the way, we see Dino, which we'll come to in a bit. Eight manager, eight clubs in the league have changed manager. Mm-hmm. One obviously left. Wardy, we're not going to make you cry again, don't worry. And seven <laughs> of, of obviously sat managers. Neil Harris came in this week. Mm. Is it an improvement on Mark Bonner? Obviously, I think he got harshly sacked to Gillingham early in the year. You saw what he did for them when he came into the football club. Gillingham were a little bit like Cheltenham were this season, but further on, gone, playing squad gone. And kind of gave them that little bit of hope where they went to the last day where if they would have drawn that game, they'd have stayed up. I thought he did a good job overall. Do you think it's a good appointment for Cambridge, Neil Harris? Yes, I do. I think it's looking at it, um, you know, we all, perhaps me and Tom more than others, shoehorn the Cowley brothers in for that appointment. We we just want to see them back in management and it seemed like the perfect opportunity for them. Um, Southern based, um, you know, a good family club like Lincoln and Portsmouth and Concord and Braintree that they've been at previously. Um, but the one with Neil Harris and I think looking at his experience, you know, got Millwall out of this division um, st- pretty much stabilised them in the championship, and now look at them. They're sort of looking at the at the top end of, of trying to get promoted out of that division. Um, you also he, he, he did well enough at Millwall to get the Cardiff job, who were recently relegated from the Premier League when he took over. Um, so that tells you the calibre of manager. Um, Gillingham was a, a slightly different, difficult one where he took over from Steve Evans, and the, it was quite a poor side. I think they had they didn't have a lot of goals in the team and. Before the takeover at Gillingham, they really struggled at the start of last season to score any goals whatsoever. Um, and I, I just think that the, the football perhaps wasn't what they were looking for. But that 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 style of football at Cambridge, where they're in a battle to stay up, you know, will be absolutely perfect. Direct, you know, they'll be tough to beat. They'll they'll play long. They'll make matches into into fights, and they'll beat teams playing that way. Whereas when it was at Gillingham and they wanted to get promoted. You know, that style of football isn't necessarily going to get you promoted too many times out of 10. Whereas, you know, fighting and being a tough team to play will will more than likely keep you up. So I think it's a very good appointment. He knows the division. Like I say, he'll he'll bring in um, some of his old boys, no doubt. And um, I think he even said in his interviews that he's tried to sign two or three of those lads at Cambridge five or six times in their careers. And now they're finally met. And what I, I found really interesting was that he's not brought anybody with him. He's purely gone in by himself. Um, he knows the club. He played for Cambridge City as a as a, as a whippersnapper of a footballer. Um, so he knows the area, he knows the, the demands of the city. And I think it's a really good appointment. It it fits hand in hand. And, it, you know, based on yesterday's performance, he's got to tune out the players already. And, you know, once they've got a couple of weeks on the training ground behind them, then they could well con- comfortably push themselves away from the bottom four. Yeah, absolutely. Wardy, on with you now. Blackpool 3, Carlisle 0. 
good performance, good performance, sorry, from the Seasiders. Jordan Rhodes at the double and also very influential in the game. Won 12 duels. Blackpool only won 73 in the game. He won 12 of those. So, again, at the age of 33, he's come in, scored 13 goals since being on loan from Huddersfield. Andy Lyons as well getting another goal. Blackpool, again, slowly getting better. Stayed eighth in the table, but are still three points off the playoffs. Won nine games, drawn eight, lost six. Scored 36 goals now. Good result. You called it. You actually went for 3-0 to Blackpool. I had 2-0 and I was absolutely fuming when that 9 plus 5 went in. Jordan Rhodes, have a day off, mate. You didn't have to get a 13th goal of the season. <laughs> a good win for the Seasiders. We'll come to Paul Simpson in just a minute. Yeah, I didn't know I predicted 3 now, so that's nice. Um, no, I... You just turn up, mate. I'm just yeah, stat-checking that now to make sure that you actually did do 3-0. I don't know what I did. I didn't, even know, I didn't, I didn't know what games I had before this. I was gutted when, um, well, I wasn't gutted because I was happy oh, did. happened, but when Gassan scored that pen because I had 2-1 Charlton, I was like, oh, no. You did, mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, great good. week for Wardy and Ben this week. Good, 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 good. Um, no, yeah, Blackboy, I think they're a, they're a bit inconsistent. Um, and, and I think, you know, in, in this game, it was important that they, they did the job and, and beat a Carlisle side that right now are are struggling. I do worry about them. I think since that international break, that most recent international break, you know, they, they finished it by beating Bolton, um, but they, they've struggled really, haven't they? In, in this game, they were, they were comfortably second best. As you said, we'll come on to Paul Simpson. He had a pretty tough time, it seems, with his own supporters, which isn't very nice. And when you look at what he's done for that football club and, and where they are, you know, they are, what, 21st in the league, 22nd in the league, you're 21st, <laughs> banter, uh, 22nd in the league. Um, you know, they are in, in a relegation battle, but they've, they've got to, they, they, they're, they're still in League One. And, you know, and I think, you know, Paul Simpson is, is getting a little bit of stick for something that, that may be on reflection. Um, look, it's, it's an emotional, emotional game, isn't it, football? And when you get beaten 3-0 away from home, it's it's not it's not nice. But sometimes it's important you uh, step away from it slightly and, and look at it more pragmatically. Um, but no, Blackpool, fantastic. Uh, far better than, than Carlisle, as the scoreline does suggest. Created more, converted more, had more efforts in, in the key areas. Jordan Rhodes, you know, we came in and when he came in, sorry, we, we sat down and we spoke about uh, Jordan Rhodes and if he's going to be enough to, to get Blackpool, it'd be the only goal score, really, because we worried about the goals they were scoring. Is he going to be enough to, to allow Blackpool to be reaching the, the, the top end of the, the League One table? We know how important, a crucial and a consistent goal scorer is in a side. Uh, and Jordan Rhodes, there was a little bit of, yeah, he's done it before, but you know, when's he last hit sort of good numbers in, in league in the league format? Um, well, yeah, this season he's he's doing pretty well, isn't it? As you said there, he's got a really good um account for himself when it comes to goal output. And I think if you take away some of his goals, um, Blackpool would be much lower than eighth. You know, that that's fair to say because he, he's he's turned over some at some crucial points. Um but yeah, Carlo, uh, you, you put something in the in the group, didn't you, uh, Nappers about Paul Simpson? Um, you know, I have read it and we was it you? Was it Tom? Jake. Um yeah, I, you know, it's it's not it's not nice. Um especially when you look at what he has done for that football club. But clearly emotions are high at that point. Jake Yeah absolutely in, in that run. Fine. The way it came <laughs> I thought, I thought we were going to go and I thought we were, I was going to go back to you, um, Nappers or Jake, and speak about it. But that's fine. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> anyway, there you are. But now, in that run, they lost 1 0 away at Cambridge, 3 1 away at Ori in the FA Cup, lost 1 0 at home to Bristol Rovers, did beat Harrogate in the EFL Trophy. Barnsley, like you say, was postponed. 
got a decent point against Charlton, the new you know new ownership that day as well. So a rock in Brunton Park, and since lost five one away at Reading, where they actually pulled a you know one one and then a three 0 away defeat at Bloomfield Road. So a um, a pretty damning set of you know results really for them. And you know, three wins in twenty, which isn't good. And that Bolton win along felt like an absolute alien a long time away. Jake, we are with you now. We've got two Sorry. games. And Sorry. talking of two games, you get two games just as quick. As oh. I think we could see goals at the moment. So <laughs> there you are. Um, again, Northampton three, Fleetwood nil. I think this proves everything that we know about Northampton, that you know, they're a working-class team, that they work for each other, they're a decent outfit, statistic space that they're everywhere between... 13th and 18th before yesterday's match. You know, they've got a really good midfield, got goal scorers, you know, that can get into lively areas. Uh, Sam Hoskins won player of the month. Mm. Um, Northampton, brilliant. Fleetwood, disastrous. Yeah, you, you don't earn the nickname Streaky Lee for nothing, Ben, do you? In this precise moment in time, it appears that nickname has come back to bite Fleetwood Town on the proverbial. Um, six games prior to this, Ben, I thought this was quite interesting. All of Fleetwood's six games prior to this one had ended by three or plus more goals to nil, whether you'd won or you'd been beaten by that scoreline. Uh, and this underwent the same conclusion. Mark Leonard, when playing in that quarterback role, as many Cobblers fans will tell you at this level, he's fantastic. And it's a great ball to Mitchell Pinnock, who slides it under Jay Lynch really well. Sam Hoskins, again, you know, scoring from the spot. It was a, a, a whether it was a penalty or not. It, it's I think it probably is. It's a poor tackle on on the right hand side of the penalty area. Um, you know, and then the final nail in the coffin came from a, a, a thunderous strike from from Mitch Pinnock, who stuck it in the onion bag powerfully, as Wardy might describe. Um, you know, that's twelve goals in the league now for for Sam Hoskins, by the way, and you can see why he really won that Player of the Month. Um, as for the Cobblers, that's four wins in six. That's playoff form. I think that mm -hmm. would be fair to say. Eight points. Uh, not eight points. That's, what, 12 points? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I didn't do very well it's at math. 12, yeah. Did, did your math teacher spit at you as well? <laughs> 12 from 18, Jakey. 12 from 18, yeah. More, more, impo more importantly, <laughs> the 10 points clear of the bottom four and 10 points clear of Fleetwood. That's all that Cobblers fans will be, be happy uh, about. Shouts for Johnson to be sat from Fleetwood fans on social media, a bit distasteful for me. They look they look like they're in games. They've got a decent <laughs> squad and should comfortably survive. However, you need to get through to January. You need they look to... like they're in games. Yeah, I think they're in games. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you're in games, <laughs> They the lost three away to Northampton. What are you talking about? I'm not on about like yesterday, but this, this certainly some games. Oh yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the game, you know, the Cambridge game with three 0 down. After oh, the I'm not, the game this, is, this is this is a League One podcast, not an FA Cup podcast. No one gives a shit about the well, cup. Well, this, this is very true. Yeah. Um, Forget the cup. Bit, I'm right? on about like this. I think some, I think a lot of the games you've been in, you've made opportunities. Like the Stevenage one, for example, you have 31 shots, Ben. You can't tell me that. Fleetwood were not in that game. I'm not saying we weren't in the game. I'm, but you can't come on here and say every game that we've been We haven't. I'm mate. saying. We haven't. They look like they're in the games. Thinking, mate. We were all yeah, there. Oh. I think that's fair, mate. I think you're in <laughs> the games. The last five games in all competitions. 3 0 loss, 3 0 loss, 4 0 loss, 3 0 loss. Mate, you're on the pitch. So technically, you are in them, aren't you? 
yeah. think about it well, that way. Take a part physically, that counts. physically. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't. I, I, I think that that, that calls for Johnson to be sacked are, are, no, are awful. Stupid. I think they need to get through to January and, and, and bring in five or six players. So, um, can I just sorry, go on. No, no, Wardy, hop in. Please no, no, I want to away from me, please. <laughs> I, uh, this is. I'm gonna. Oh, I don't give a shit, man. So, um, when you watch like Lee Johnson's interviews, like, do you sometimes just sort of like giggle at him? Like, he looks, <laughs> he's he's just a really, really funny bloke. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I just watch him, and he just sounds. And he comes on the podcast, Lee. I'm sure we can play this back, and it'd be quite embarrassing. I doubt you will. Um, but you know, he's <laughs> come on, just, Lee. He just sort of he speaks like a ten year old girl. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know we gotta get better. Uh, <laughs> we didn't, do, didn't do the basics right, and you know that it's not it's not funny. And uh, yeah, and we'll make sure we get it, but for the fans next week, get fans next. I don't week. know. It's a company, really. <laughs> no, it's, it's in quite. the West Country. Didn't quite, didn't quite know the accent, but the words. You know what I mean. The, the 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 actual words itself are quite funny. I do. What did he say in. when he came over to Nappers? You know when he he came over to the fans. At, can you reveal that exclusively? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He came over before the game actually. And... He to take this job is what he said. <laughs> no, <laughs> we meet one podcast. He's fucking shit, man. No, we obviously had a bit to say before the game, and then after the game he came over and he basically went, "Oh, it's on me. I'm sorry. We'll get fucking better." He said those words, and he goes, "He goes. Some of these won't be here in January. I'm going to replace." Them. I was like, "Fuck me!" Like, whoa. I'm like. Shouldn't you be having these conversations? Like, I, if I'm honest with you, when he came over and said that, I think he's gone to some players because he's come out in press conferences recently and said he's given second, third, fourth, and fifth chances out, right? Probably. And look, we can all see it that the players aren't performing. We all know that, right? But the issue that we've got is I think he's having chats with players now of you know, basically saying you're not going to be here in January. You're not going to be here. You, you're gone, basically. You're gone. Um, and that's worrying because the players are giving up. There's two players already that have been excluded from the team in Scott Robertson and Sean Mooney. Um, there was players out drinking last night, apparently, as well. Wardy actually sent something funny to the, to the chat. <laughs> once. That's, 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 that's why he knows. <laughs> Um, but that's the 11th time this season Fleetwood has conceded three goals, right? And Fleetwood are a team that have to be hard-working, have to be in games, have to fight. And there's no fight. There's no fight. And if I'm honest with you, I kind of wasn't upset yesterday. I was there like, so what? So what? And I've gone past the point of actually caring at the moment because this club, as a football club, it's Sunday league standards from from start to bottom in many different ways. You cannot concede a goal and go two 0 down straight away. You do it all. We do it all the time because as soon as we concede, we the heads just go. And there was a video, and the fleet would why they released it. I don't know if you boys saw it of them coming in at Derby, right? Horrifically bad, by the way. Mm. So I thought, right, okay. I got to the ground about 10 past one yesterday. I thought, I'm going to watch the players come in. I want, I want to see this. Every single player looked like, you know, as you do that, you know, where you just don't want to be somewhere. That was me like, going into German then when I was in a, a bit, a shower for Mr. Clare. <laughs> a bit like I was on this podcast two weeks. I just did not want to be here. And I was like, and he just looked, he told the story and they were slumping in and, 
it was like, this is damning this. And I love the football club. I actually like the players. I, you know, for, for all the lose at the minute, I like, you know, what, what we're trying to do. But it's just worrying. And all of a sudden then, and you can't like a manager, but all of a sudden we play Peterborough and Portsmouth. And I can't believe what I'm about to say. And you'll, you'll probably look at me strangely. I think they are the best two games we could play now in the next. Because if for me, I'm expecting zero from Peterborough. I'm expecting zero against Portsmouth. If we lose 2-0, 2-0, for me, done. Well, that's a good result. Next, If we're playing Carlisle next week, who we have on Boxing Day, or Cheltenham, or Burton, or Reading, you know, somewhere of that ill, Wickham at the moment, I'd be expecting a bit more. And again, I can't get disappointed next week. I can't get disappointed. And the football club has got a lot of work to be done, and that's on and off the pitch. And for me, one last thing, Andy Pilly, him being sent down in the summer was more than because we lost that. Gab sort of absolutely smashed his nail on the point in the summer where he said they've lost that little bit of security, that little bit of guidance. And the club don't even know what's going to happen with the ownership yet because of what's going on at other football clubs who've been put on the back step. So, you know, at least wages are being paid, but they need to come out and do something, boys. They need to come out and do something. I don't know if you've got anything to add to that, but... I've got a horrible yeah. feeling you're going to get something at Fratton Park. I've got a really horrible feeling. I don't. Mm. Yeah. And is again, that, it's that, hard to keep your emotions, isn't it? It's hard to keep mm. your emotions. And from all I say, well, I don't care. Of course you do care deep down. And you, I'm going back on the bus going, again, mm. you know what I mean? It's like... The next four games, you've got Peter reports with them and Bolton. And I mean, that's it's not kind, is it? I mean, I'll tell you what it does do, though. And, you know, let's not get overboard, but let's get overboard. Carlisle is a must win game. Oh, 100%. 100%. That was the opening day of the season. Yesterday was, wasn't it? Can I can I just say as well? I never Slightly, thought I'd say they're this, away. Right? Carlisle's at home. Fuck me. So Lee, Lee Johnson, funny enough, in, in the league, has a better points per game record over his 13 games as Scott Brown did over his 52 and Fleetwood finished mid-table last season. So again, I think that, you know, it is a little bit of a start. I know he's, he's played a quarter of the amount of games. I, I I honestly believe if we had Scott Brown, we wouldn't be playing as good. We're not, we're not playing bad football at times, like Jake said, and we are creating opportunities. The last couple, we've not created anything. The last three games, we've not created anything, right? And you can say cup competitions don't count. They do. They do. FA Cup does count. I don't care about Peter Trophy. Well, the FA Cup does right. count. You know. For some um, of us, it doesn't. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, at least some of us can get past non-league sides. Um, there you go. So it could be worse. Um, but what I was saying then, Scott Brown, I think we'd be in a better position if we had him than than we do with Johnson. Because Ooh. the players at least fought for, for Brown. They don't seem to be get playing for Johnson. That's I think that will change after January, though, when he gets some of the... It other. will, Jake. It will, Jake. But we've got five games till January. And you also see those next four. Shrewsbury's on New Year's Day. We're not going to sign anyone before that unless we sign them from the League of Ireland, like you know we've done in the past, you've done in the past. Mm. So we've got five games. And Shrewsbury and Carla... I, I said before, I said we need to take six points from the next six. Well, now we need to take six points from five. So, anyway, I'm going to move on before I kind of I cry. Um, Burton 1, Stevenage 2, Jake. Again, mm. we're with you again. Dino Manria sat by his former employees as a player and a manager 
Steve Evans, another masterclass for that man. He seemed to always find a way, a great win away. Big goal, Reedy, yet again to save the day with an emphatic penalty. Sutton Home, his 17th goal in all comps mm. against Burton. Managerless, eight managers now left, uh, uh, left their post this season in League One. Yeah, a fifth straight League One defeat proved to be the final straw for Dino Maria Burton Albion, who was relieved of his duties shortly after the, the, the full-time whistle at the Pirelli. There were some really concerning comments in his post-match interview. I don't know if any, any of you guys have heard it. He was saying, talking about it potentially being his last game in charge of the Albion, something that sounds unnatural coming from a manager who knows he's got to go into work on Monday morning. It sort of says to me that he knows he was going to get sacked if they got beat. Um uh, uh, no wins in six in the league seems short, short-sighted considering the run that he took them on in in September. Definitely won four out of five or something like that. The Tunisian can consider himself a cult hero in that corner of East Staffordshire, stabilising the club at this level, following the poor mismanagement of a certain Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, who he succeeded. Um, they actually took the lead yesterday um, through a penalty decision. Now, I have got the help of Matt Farley, who told me it was a horrific penalty decision. But for me, I think the referee got it spot on. I think the, the Burton managed has just nipped in front of the, the defender and Pier Gianni has kicked him and he's gone over and I think you see them given all the time. Um, it, it was a, a poor penalty from Powell, but Deji Oshilaja was there first to react to, to slam it home. Um, Borough level before the before the interval, Kane Hemmings scored against his former employer. A really good move. And to be honest, they've been knocking on the door for half an hour. Um, so I was, was surprised that they'd scored. Um, the referee then evened it out, which we've had this discussion on TLOP before about referees giving second penalties in games to the other team just to try and even it out a little bit. I think he actually gets this one wrong. I don't think it's a penalty for Stevenage. I think the Burton Albion defender just gets a toe on it and it should go out for a corner. Um, but he points to the, the, the spot regardless and, and, and BGR. You don't have to say anything else. That's what uh, another goal in the league for him. I think he's scored um, in, in five straight games. It's into the top corner. Um, I think they've won five of the last six in the league as well, which is really impressive. Um, they now jump to equal points with second place Bolton Wanderers as they continue to shock the division with their increasingly impressive promotion bid. Go on, Borough, it would seem. Bristol Rovers' new manager in there in Matt Taylor against Cheltenham. Daryl Clark, the former Bristol Rovers hero and manager, won promotion for them into um, Scabbard League One. Um, again, Cheltenham, again, good win with another goal, but Bristol Rovers pegged them back. A good point overall for Cheltenham. Daryl Clark has gone in there, got them fighting and got them playing again good football and literally three points off fleet. We do you know, three places above them, Tom. Mm, yeah, what a fantastic opening goal for Cheltenham in this one. George Lloyd with what has to be one of the assists of the season so far, teeing up Goodwin nicely. Quite a scrappy finish for the equaliser, but it extends Rose's unbeaten run at their place to seven. Um, but by the time the next League One game comes around, they'll have been waiting for a win for over a month and even longer for one at home. They last won at the Mem at the end of October. Cheltenham were the only side in the now bottom six not to lose on Saturday, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, and they'll be a little bit disappointed that they only took a point from that game. They're playing a lot better, as you said, Ben. It, Leighton Orient, Shrewsbury, Carlisle and Reading to play before the end of the year. It is a big couple of weeks for the Robins. We're talking about how big the next couple of weeks are for Oxford, how big the next couple of weeks are for Fleetwood. It's a similar case with Cheltenham. They've got a lot of important games coming up between now and the end of December. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. We'll keep it covered on TLOP and uh, we'll see how we go. I've actually got the next one, Ben. So do you want me to fire straight into that one? Because I know we're uh, yeah. coming up to our time. Amazingly, 
Wickham battered Shrewsbury, but the goal just came out of nowhere for Salop. And it was Shrewsbury. Sorry? It's a typical Shrewsbury. Very much that, so. Shrewsbury do what Fleetwood, Carlisle, Port Vale, Exeter, you know, Orient aren't doing at the minute, Burton, Cheltenham, Reading can't do. And, you know, Shrewsbury are getting results. They're 11th playing not great football, having least, you know, amount of shots on target. You have 13 goals in the top half. What? They, I, Mate, look at the way they play, right? And they get battered, right? Mm. Look at the expected goals. Look at the shots on target. It's one of the lowest in the division, but they find mm. a way to win. But the team's hey, in the bottom half. down there in every, pretty much every statistic it's in mental. that way. I just find it mental. They've scored 13 goals all season and they're 11th. Oh, no one else find that bonkers? You said they were shit a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're back they're... the point, though, that they find a way to they win. Are. They do find a way to win. It's just whether or not that's sustainable. That that's the that's the question. Yeah. Can yeah. you be? Michael's on the brown last season. Exactly it's... like we were on the brown last season. It goes two ways. You do that all season. Everyone goes bloody hell. You find a way to win and you stayed mm. up comfortably, or you go on a run where you just don't score and you lose those games and you go, well, this was coming. I think. I think right now the the, the worrying side of it is, and at what point does it tick over from performances are there, results will come, or results are there but performances really aren't there? You know, at what point do you tick over and, and sort of go? heavy on one thing um i actually think the answer to that question is when when it starts going wrong i think that's when you probably start feeling as if they, they need to be better at, at they need to be better in games they, they are they are finding a way to win however there's a lot of games where something didn't go their way and they could have lost the game three or four nil um so yeah no i understand i think there's there's two sides to it i think that they, they are scoring a limited amount of goals and they are you know, is that sustainable? I'm not sure. On the other side, yes, they are finding sort of ways to, to get three points in games that are really, really important. Ultimately, they're 11th in the league. If you look at the league table, I mean, <laughs> what, six points off Oxford United? There's <laughs> already nine points of Oxford United. Um, nine is quite a few. That, that makes it a bit better than six. <laughs> and, we have, and, we have play, and we have played two more games. It could, it could still be 15. Um, but, you know, that, that's the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making. They're on 27 points. That's the same as Charlton. So mm-hmm. they are in a, in a very, very good place. Um but like you say, they're a bad run where you can't score goals. So this is going to sound awfully like Michael Owen. You don't start, you don't score many goals. You start losing loads of games of football. Um, but right now they are getting away with it because they are scoring, you know, one goal in games and then being either lucky or or good defensively. I think a mixture of both this season, depending on the opposition. Shall we uh, talk a bit about Wickham? They've uh, yeah. they'd had the absolute lion's share of everything all afternoon. Kieran sadly missed a couple of really favourable opportunities. Four straight league defeats for a really struggling Wickham side. Now no wins in League One since the seventh of October. Unbeaten in three now in the league for Shrewsbury. They host the mighty Pompey at their place this weekend or next weekend. It's quite a damning view shared by some of the Wickham fan base. I was reading this morning. Of course, some of them are still back in Bloomfield, but. I think there is a belief that if he wasn't a long-term servant and hadn't been such a, a sort of a, a stalwart of a player, I think he'd probably be gone by now. And I, I worry to the extent where I'm trying to think of another example where you've had kind of a a manager that's been there for so long, and it's kind of you, you don't want to pull the trigger because there's there's such an emotional element to it. Um, but yeah, if I, I don't if he had that didn't have that connection, I, I don't think he'd be uh, in a job. I believe we just have the uh, the single game to go, Nappers. Two, two games. Apologies, sorry. Of course, El Crapico. <laughs> uh, Exeter nil, Port Vale one. Only mm. all Blaster scores the vital goal. Exeter lose again. Have drawn the last two home games. 
going into this, but Port Vale find a way. First win in 14 for them. Good win for them. And even better, Connor Ripley in the extra bar after the game. I saw that. Getting a well-deserved pint. It was a good one, it? Yeah, two teams that, that haven't won in the league since the 16th of September. And I find that really weird that they, they find themselves playing, you know, three months later and they, they, neither of them had won. But, um, yeah, I, I think it was a, a better performance by Exeter yesterday. They had more possession. They had 61% of the ball. They had a higher XG than, than Port Vale. Um, Port Vale just took their chance and it was Oli Arblaster. Um, at the back post to, to, to tap in a flip on a flick on um, from a corner um, really seems to be a bugbear of the Grecians this year set pieces I know we scored from a, a corner when we played against them uh, Will Amerson sent off for a stupid second yellow card show uh, really compounds a poor result for the Devoners Port Vale taste victory in the first time uh, first taste victory fuck this one right up in the lip <laughs> oh, fucking hell shit Shit, can we go again? Uh, yeah, no. Um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. It's because I'm so fucking tired of driving from yesterday. Oh, I've, bless I've you. Fucking, I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's a good game that you get to, got to see. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I got three absolute banging games on paper, didn't I? By the way, can we talk about that, man? Joking. I didn't get very good games. But me and you have pulled the short straw. We've got the last one. Yeah, but little does Ben and Wardy know that they pulled the short straw and scores on the bloody doors, which will be a bit late. I know. I counted all the scores yesterday. Yeah, and you've got. Good, man. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you got six, mate. Um. Yeah, I, see, I thought I got bit. ten as well, and I apparently I've have got them here, mate. So... I've got them here. If you're gonna, I've got them on a dock. So see, if you wanted to share it, I'm more than happy. We did also struggle to work out what twelve points would mean across three <laughs> games earlier. So yeah, I'm, 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 I can add up. Um, do you want to talk about the last game? Or yeah, God, just very, bother. very quickly. Don't bother. Well, it was good. I, you know, it was. Um, was it two great, two great sides? Yeah, really. Um, yeah, yeah, lots of goals in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, really impressed um, with Superb Wigan. Um, zero shots on target, three shots in total. Oh, clinical, clinical. Uh, Lincoln, uh, one shot on target. So you saw a total of oh, quick maths there. One shot on target across both teams yesterday, That's Jake. So that was worth bad. the drive. Yeah, but that was for us. Come on, no, yeah, yeah. Terrible, combined XG of uh, zero point six six. That's both XG. Yeah, combined. but ours was bigger, oh was it not? We had a we had a big chance. We had a big one. <laughs> was that your one big chance? Was that your one was, shot on target? Aoma and he should have scored. It was a big chance. That is a massive chance. That XG should be Fucking so huge, much mate. Fuck, I, It was literally the size of your mother. Sorry. Should we have a little look at should you have a little look at the average positions on that? Oh, oh, yeah. Just what I expected. Um just the to be fair, the rain ruined the day yesterday. The rain Oh, it was the rain. Yeah. Of course. Oh, that's yeah, why, yeah. isn't it? You have to remember rain. it's Talk about yeah. rain. Yeah, I think the only rain that's coming out of Jake's eyes. Should we go on to Wardy's hey. favourite section? Let's... Yeah, no, don't worry. I don't want to talk about it anyway. Let's uh, Wardy, I gave you the task uh, of goal because you only had it a couple Ooh. of times. I thought I'd be so kind with you again. Honourable mentions, yeah. Wardy, anyone? Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I've got my number one. I, I watched, you know what? I've watched every single goal. Oh, and, uh, what? Um, Fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, watch all the He's goals. prepared. Good morning, yeah, goals. Very good. Um, I'll be honest with you. One stood out. One stood out. Devante Cole, his goal for yeah, Barnsley. Great. I thought it was a great strike. Um, a few, there's a few decent ones in there. I, 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 this is going to sound like I haven't watched the goals now. I've only watched that one. I promise you I did. I'll be honest with you. There weren't many. Quite a few penalties, weren't there, this week? Quite a few penalties. Yeah, quite a few pens. Um, there's one that Ben saw live that was quite good. 
Or the what the third one? The the yeah. Pinnock one. That's mm. quite good. Have you watched my video yet, Morley? No. Oh, no. You're no, in for no. a treat, son. You're in for a treat. Oh, he's in for a treat. Yeah. I watched you that, are, Wardy. You're in for a treat. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched that um, later. Uh, yeah, no. Well, yeah, now. there was one guy on that. I thought the the biggest, the biggest, the, the best one was Devante Gar. I did watch all of them. I didn't think there were great goals this week. I'll be honest. I was a bit disappointed. I wanted a week where, like, I sort of, I, want, I wanted loads of goals. I wanted loads of goals. I sort of got a few. So I didn't right. get many good ones, did I? Game of so... the weekend still to come. So don't worry. You'll get plenty in that one. You'll be fine. Yeah. We haven't uh, talked yeah, about that yet. Have we got a little bit of time to chat about that, Nappers? Or I've got, that? Till te- I've got till ten past twelve. It's ten past twelve, guys. Oh, great! So we probably won't. Great. Okay, fine. Well, it's a good game. game. It's a great game. Let's. We'll well, there was going to be a video on it, but that's obviously gone down. Well, the if you want to edit it for me, Tom, you can still have one. But I don't think you want to yeah, do well, that. Not so, really. No. Sorry. Fine. There you go. You won't have one. <laughs> Twenty-seven goals across the this week's eleven games, Jake. Any standout performance? Mitch Pinnock got a brace mm. against Fleetwood. Any others that spring to your mind? Yeah, Mitch Pinnock's not going to win the award, though. Jordan Rhodes is another one that, that is an honourable mention. I think Will Goodwin as well led the line really well for, for Cheltenham at Bristol Great uh, shout. Rovers. But my performer of the day is Gassan Ahadme. Yeah. Two, long Gassan. Two goals in 10 minutes against Cambridge, against Charlton to rescue... A point for Cambridge at the Valley um, to to start off the the Neil Harris era. I think he played phenomenally well. And uh, Tom uh, Gaffer. Yeah, I think we've got to go Paul Warren, haven't we? Um, I'm. I think he's not we going to come on the podcast, boys. No, and it, it, that would be amazing, though. I think that would be quality. Paul, you're Did not you the right him? man for Derby. I'm sorry. It was like, oh, good question. Good question. He loves a good question. Um, <laughs> I spoke to him before in a service station. I didn't tell no, him I that what I thought, though. I don't think you're the right man for the job. I, I, bet, you no, definitely I, went. I bet you shook his hand and went, privileged to meet you, Paul. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> what, whilst he tucked into his whopper from Burger King, I didn't Big dare fan. tell him that I didn't think he was the right man to lead Derby County forward. Ooh. Big fan of yours, Paul. I think you are oh, yeah. the right man going forward. I'll tell you about Neil Harris afterwards. Oh, yeah. But Nappers has got some news for the pod afterwards as well. Yeah. No, uh, have you told... No, okay, we can't do that live. Fine. Um... We're not even live anyway. This is a podcast. It's been recorded. Yeah, I would go Paul Warren and I'm half expecting a Jack Ward football podcast video soon going, we must apologise to Paul Warren. It's kind of that, it's got that kind of vibe to it. Um, but yeah, for obvious reasons. That's actually well, an I'm... amazing idea. What? I'm... Thank you. You're very <laughs> welcome, mate. Award, let me know, mate. Yeah. No, I think I think that would be good. Because yeah. obviously, <laughs> a lot of audience for Derby and all that. Go on, Napa's results, son. For me, there's plenty that you could go for. Derby's 3-0 away win at Leighton Orient. Like Wardy, you know, said a few weeks ago, every manager that wins or every result has got to be up there as well. Peterborough beating Oxford, I think, is a sublime victory because I think both sides will be in the top six, some shape or form. Port Vale getting the first win in a number of months against another struggling side. Shrewsbury battling performance. Stevenage won again. I'm going to go... Charlton 2, Cambridge 2, because nice. man's first game, two late goals. And I don't think they rescued it or snatched a point because I thought they were the better side. They had 10 yeah. corners, they had double the amount yeah. of shots on target, created a number of chances. Look, they snatched it in the way they scored late, late goals. But uh, for me, I think that was a vital point for them and it could be the difference at the end of the season. Um, next up... Um, is scores on the bloody doors. Not my favourite. Yeah. And I did get six points in that little idiot. You did get six me. points, didn't you, Ben? Yeah, I was you wrong. Did. Yeah, well done, mate. <laughs> Sit down. Fuck you off. Um, yes, so 
Good week for me and Tom this week. Ben and Wardy both got six. Um, I don't think Nappers, you even got the correct score this week, actually. You just got a lot of good results. Wardy got the Blackpool score. Tom got two correct scores in Derby and Vale. And then I picked up the uh, Bristol Rovers Cheltenham. I predicted 1 1 there. So, where, where are we in terms of standing? Well, it's not a complete game week. We still have a game to go. As it stands, then. Uh, come on. So, as it stands, uh, so. Ben is on 150. Wardy will be on 167. Tom will be on 151. And then I Hang will on. be on. Why have you read this out backwards? I don't know. It's just the order. I was just doing so Am I last? No, uh, no, mate. You're you're third. Where are you? How many points are you on? Well, uh, on. I'm on 142. You're eight points in front of me. Have I got up to second? Yeah, you're second now. You're on 151. Oh, I mean, come on. You fucked off Dylan. You've done well. <laughs> Enjoy it, Tom. Oh, oh. oh. That's a fun no live routine, that one. It's a Sunday live. Um, so, yeah. Right then. Is it um, predictions time or are we not it doing that? predictions time. Oh, fantastic. So... Uh, for next Saturday, some absolute corkers in here. Starting off at, oh, well, Bars against Charlton. I'm going to start off with a ooh, 2 1 Barnsley win. Woody. Uh, <laughs> come on. I'm um, going to go. This happens every week. I'm going to go uh, Barnsley's win. <laughs> I'm going to go Barnsley's win 3 0. Ooh. Okay, with that. 3 0 Barnsley. Um, 2-0 Barnes, I think. Bolton against the gas. Obviously, uh, I think this could, you know, Dion Charles could <laughs> get injured yeah. tomorrow. So, and, you know, that changes everything. But I still think Bolton will win this 2-0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 3-0. 3-0 I'm going to go with. Uh, 3-1 to the Bolton. I'm going to go 4-0, written all over it, Bolton. Uh, Cambridge against Blackpool. I think Blackpool will sneak a win in this one, 2-0. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not a one all. Yeah, I was going to go for a draw as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go, I want to go one all. You're fucking sheep, you are. Um, no, I'm going to go Cambridge 2, Blackpool 0. Carlisle Northampton. If there's ever a game that you want to be fired up for, Carlisle again, big game for them. You know, really have to show something. One all. I think it'll be a point. Nil nil. Can't wait for it. I'm going for a one nil scrappy Northampton win. I'm going to follow and go one one. Cheltenham late in Orient. Orient on a poor run. No, no winning eight. Cheltenham started to pick up. I think they'll win this one. Cheltenham 2-0. Oh, wow. Um, oh, I can't sell the fence again and give a draw. I mean, I could. I mean, I probably will. If I think about it. Draws or 3-0 home wins. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the case, isn't it? Um, yeah, go on then. I'll go 1-0 Cheltenham. I'm saying a 0-0. Dull game. I'm going to go 2-1 Cheltenham. Nice. Derby Wickham. I think Derby will win this one comfortably 2 0. Yeah, Wickham have struggled, haven't they? They're really in a bit of a, a bad patch. 3 0 Derby. Rampant Rams, 3 1 Derby for me. Derby 5, Wickham 0. Wow. wow. 
Fleetwood, against, Fleetwood against Peterborough. I'm going to go positive. Fleetwood won Peterborough four. No, three. 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 Fleetwood, Fleetwood won Peterborough three. Um, I'm going to go Fleetwood nil, Peterborough five. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go slightly more positive. Fleetwood won Peterborough three. We yes. go Fleetwood nil, Peterborough three. No, I'm scared. <laughs> I tell Wait. you what, right? I'd love it if we won one nil next week. You know, their top goal scorers in the division. We're awful. They're on fire. You don't get don't any like... points, mate. I don't know why you want that. But, to be honest with you, Peterborough don't like coming to. Um, <laughs> oh, please clip this right up. Here we go. Here we go. This is amazing. Love it. We meet them. No. Uh, there's been 16 meetings, both have won seven, been a draw on two occasions. Lincoln against Ding. I think Lincoln will win this one 2 1. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll go 2 1, yeah. Fine. 2 0 imps for me. 3 0. Come on. 3 0. Come on. <laughs> Oxford Burton, a difficult one. Burton obviously relieved Dean and Manry of his duties, but I still think Oxford will get the job done. 2 0. Oh, let's go brave. I'm going to go 1-0 Oxford. Let's make hard work of it. We'll we'll get there, but it'll be hard work. Battle of the Yellows. I think you've got to turn up here, mate. Burn a horrendous 2-0 Oxford. We've got, we got Reading before this, though, remember? Yes. Mm. You'll win that. What did I, What did we say for them? Oh, don't worry. It's all right. It's fine. Let's move on. So everyone, um, well, everyone went for an Oxford win apart from me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Oxford 3, Burton 1. Who's next? Oh, Port Vale. Port Vale against Wigan. <laughs> Why is it always fucking Port Vale? <laughs> Port Vale, um, again, I think that's a great result for them. Wigan, obviously, will be back by, you know, a, a more than likely sold out away end. Um, I think this one will be a draw, one all. Hmm. Ooh. I'm going to Gary Neville. Ooh. I'm going to go. It's tight. It's flaky. Spineless. Wally, what was that? Just for the audio? 1-0 Wigan. 1-0 Wigan. Wigan will score. 2 Wigan has scored. 2-0 to the GAN. Wigan have scored. 2-0 to the GAN. I'm going to go Port Vale 1, Wigan 1. Shrewsbury, Portsmouth. I've obviously seen this fixture at Shrewsbury once upon a time. I think Portsmouth will win this one 2-0. Win? Yeah, I went to Shrewsbury, Portsmouth a few seasons ago. You won 2-0. Was it just before Christmas? No, it was... March time, March 2019. Oh, could have gone together. Um, uh, Shrewsbury Portsmouth, yeah. I think Portsmouth, I think Pommy win the game. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jill, <laughs> what was that? Three one prediction. Hey, Jill, did he even give a score prediction? <laughs> no, you didn't, right? Two nil Pompey, but what I'll say is actually travel down to Shrewsbury to come and see Portsmouth play. And I'll tell you what game it was, Tom. It was March 2019. Ben Close and Brett Pittman scored. And oh, uh, Omar Bogle held the line for you. Legend. Are you saying 2 0 Pompey, are you, Nappers? Yeah. Morty, what did you say, Sam? 2 0 Pompey as well. I'm going for a 3 0 written all over it, Pompey. It's not the name of your channel, mate. It's not very clever, is it? Um, I'm going to go 2 0 Pompey. Solid. Stephen like Exeter. Now, Stevenage, wow. with the win, could go 42 points, right? And that probably only needs another 30, 33 points for the playoffs. I think they'll win this one. 
I think they're going to win it 2 0. I'm going to go 3 0 Stevenage. Massive U turn. Gary Caldwell gets sacked. Yeah, I think this is the day he goes 2 0 Stevenage. 1 0 Stevenage. Just, just lastly, by the way, obviously, I know this is not going to account for a point. We should have done this at the start of the season, basically. We should have gone like first managerial casualty. We should have done like, you know, like. We'll maybe do that next season when we're all in obviously different You'd have been buggered, mate, because you'd have gone for Matt Taylor. I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have done it. I, I tell you, you, I wouldn't have gone. I, I, I would have gone actually. for Andy Crosby, didn't I? I would have got it wrong, but... Mm. Um, Ooh, Paul Ward a while there? ago, didn't Who do you think the next managerial casualty is, boys? Just just last. I know we've just got to go. Oh, got to be Gary, innit? Got to be Gary. Gary, I think, I think the options are Gary... Um, I think I think Paul's in there based on that today. Paul could be. You think he could he could Paul walk? Who? Paul Simpson. Oh. You think Wellens is in a bit of trouble? <laughs> no, because this sh- this show gets no, 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 definitely not. No. no. Can I know Wardy's got to go? Can I can I ask briefly? Well, can I just make a statement really that I'm extremely nervous? I've never been this nervous on a Sunday before in my days. I'm. You've got a new coat. Oh, I left it in the kitchen. I'll go oh, grab it. Carry on. I'll show it you. Oh, great. Uh, well, this was kind of directed to you, but all right. Um, I'm I'm extremely nervous, Nappers. I think it's probably the biggest game of the season so far in our division. Um, uh, should I be? Um, for yeah. me, be excited that you're in this. Oh, excited, game. but I'm also be, very be, nervous. Be at this time that you know it's two good teams that play good football. Do the basics extremely well, and doing basics in football, you just see it as you know, Northampton. Very smart, by the way, Wardy. Oh, talk about that. I've had a nightmare with North Puffer jackets this week, right? No face, right? My mum thought it was a good idea to put it in the wash when I said, No, 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 I'll sort it. Just let me sort put it in the wash. And she goes, It stopped puffing back up. I went, oh, What do you mean? It's a puffer jacket. So I have to literally run out because it's the only coat that I've got at the moment that's of any warmth until my bloody heated gilet comes, right? And nice. It's like, Well, I need something because I, I'm freezing at the minute at game. My body's still cold now after games. And literally, I had to put tennis balls and bloody washables to make it padded back up. So I've had a nightmare with North Face jackets. But going back to Portsmouth, enjoy the game. <laughs> Two good sides that do it the right way. First against second. Biggest game in League One this season. I won't be able to watch it live, but I'll be watching the game back. Don't you worry about that. You know, both teams have scored a, a combined number of 69 goals and only conceded 34. 69. Wee, wee, wee. Well, I don't know why you all laughing. It's the only time you're going to wear that number, lad. Uh, <laughs> big, big game and I can't wait. Just a shame Wardy's not doing a preview. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see that oh. as well. Can you give us a little preview of the preview? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I got the notes. It's really, I've fuck, I've literally done the video. It's just the editing software well, keeps trying to write. Sorry, send it this way. Send it our way, and we'll all have a little gander. <laughs> what? Send you, send you all the footage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I see. It's not a complete <laughs> file. Sorry. No, 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 no. Like it's just like no, it's was. just two bit. It's like two unedited fucking video files. Oh, okay. Um, there's like a tactics board and everything. It's really good. I oh, know. Basically, I did recent form. Uh, I did like bits of segments on that. So 27 games, but Humbi obviously won two since that. Uh, Portsmouth have the second best home record. Ironically, Bolton lead the way um, on the best home record. Obviously, they're not playing at home, but that just shows two top sides. Um, but but Pompey second in that department. Uh, Bolton have the fifth best away record, but that, they played the joint least number of games on the road. So they are fifth best, but if they've won their... They win both their games in hand they've got on the road. They'd be, I think, second or even top. I think matching um, 
uh, matching whoever are top. I don't think it is. Uh, but it might be Portsmouth. Yeah, you get on the road. It might be you top that. Um, Stevenage and Pompey. Stevenage. Yeah. Uh, general comparison and styles of play. Um, both want to dominate the game. Both want to control. Pompey average possession 57.8. Bolton 58.2. So it's going to be a game of who gets control. I expect quite patient, quite intricate. I think it's going to be two teams playing in that mid block. Uh, stick or twist. Game of risk taken a little bit. Who takes the most risks? Uh, ultimately, I think it could be one of those where it might take 60 minutes of, of quite passive football. Not necessarily, you know, bad patchy football, but, you know, sides being a little bit passive, a little bit safe in possession. Don't want to make the first um, mistake. I think it could be yeah, risk-taking that that, that that pays off um, for either side. Uh, players to watch, Alex Robertson, Josh Sheehan I've gone with. Uh, both individually very good players, but operating based on the Joe Morrell situation, maybe in similar areas. Um, the big talking point for the Pompey team selection is the Joe Morrell one. How did uh, the poll done- go down? 58% said he doesn't start. Um, I think the general consensus, to be fair, is that Joe Murray doesn't start that game, to be honest. I think that, that is a general consensus, but I understand that Joe Murray, you have to look at uh, the wider form of two games. Like I said in the uh, your boys in the group chat, it's whether you want a better um, Alex Robertson or a better Joe Murray and, and what's more important for um, for this side. Um, Yengi Osadi is the strikers if Kobe Bishop isn't being double bluffed. Uh, key battle sparks and Cogley is going to be really interesting on the left hand side. I think they both want nice to get forward, so it's going to be a case of who wins that battle, who's more effective with it. And my score prediction was 1 1. Mm. Everything all right, Nappers? Can I just jump in? I've just been sent this, right? This is the defending, I think, for the first goal yesterday. Are you ready? Look at that. How much room oh. he's got. I don't want to fucking save that. Look at that. That is absolutely. Mm. If, if you're on audio, basically, they've got probably about. 10 yards gap between the Fleetwood players and there's two Northampton players in there. It's basically the a two-bed flat, mate, in, in, in Blackpool, that he's got there. <laughs> he's got a two-bed flat in Blackpool to himself in your penalty area. It's, 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 it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to get worse than this. Uh, uh, and I just hope the players that... you know, They've had a passionate chat in the dressing room and we need to see it on the pitch now. And hopefully it turns around. Next two games... For Fleetwood, uh, you know, a huge and oh, again, huge support of you know, good, good, good couple of weeks of Lincoln could see him get into the playoff mix as well. Boys, thank you for joining me tonight, uh, today, even. And again, if you could review us on Spotify, that'd be appreciated. Come and join us on Patreon at That League One Podcast, follow us on Twitter and all the socials for, for kind of your updates on these shows as well. Boys, thanks for joining me, Jakey. Quick thoughts on tomorrow just before we leave you because I asked tomorrow, the other two what, what's happening tomorrow, mate. Oh, big game, mate. Um, Just want to yeah, get a clip I, out of it. I, I think I went for a 1 1 draw. I think it'll be two good teams that will cancel each other out. I think Bolton will go in front and Pompey will score 75 to 90 minutes for an equaliser. Cassini Yengi. Nappers, it's been an awesome show, mate. Very well done. Very well prepped out and padded out. And uh, the return of the big 4 0 to hosting duties next weekend for our Christmas special. Wait. What's going also, on, boys? Nappers, reply to my WhatsApp about our show as well. Yeah, I will do, mate. Uh, I've just been a little Ooh. bit preoccupied with crying at the minute about Fleet and losing. Yeah, I'd say, I'd tell you what, right? Can I just last of all, right? If we get beat four 0 to Portsmouth, right? It'd be the worst thing that could ever happen to me, right? Honestly, right? I'd, I'd rather jump out of a plane with no parachute on, like, <laughs> than lose four 0 to you. Because honestly, honestly, last week I thought I forgot we were losing four 0 I went, I went, oh crap, it's got. 
So, um, yeah. Uh, boys, thanks for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And again, big old run out. Up the league one, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Come on. Bye-bye. See you. Goodbye. <laughs>